Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today we are joined by my wife, Christy. Hey! So today we're going to talk about how we got into wrestling as kids, and then we're going to talk about how we got out of it, and then how we got back into it as adults. So Christy, how did you get into it when you were a kid? Uh, so I started watching wrestling at a pretty young age. Um, you obviously know this, but my... Uh, sister is nine years older than me and she started watching wrestling um, I would say like maybe in her early teens so I was maybe between five and six I want to say um, just because she watched it at home so it was just on the TV and I just picked up watching it um, but I like really started paying attention to it when I was I guess around five six seven something like that who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Ray Mysterio, hands down. He... Boo, just kidding. <laughs> I, he caught my eye from like the moment I saw him. I love watching him wrestle. Obviously, he doesn't wrestle the same anymore. He's a little bit older now. Um, but I loved watching him just flip and fly everywhere. And he was just so entertaining to watch. So around when did you actually get out of wrestling? Um, probably early middle school. Um, when I was in first grade, I met a girl in my class, and her and I became really good friends, and she was in the same situation as I was. Her older brother watched wrestling, so she was into it, so we really bonded over that, and I remember when Raw and SmackDown would be on, this was back in the ancient days before cell phones and computers and um raw would be on and like during a commercial we would hurry up and call each other oh my gosh did you see that i can't believe that blah 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 hurry up and hang up as soon as it came back going i call you next commercial and um so we really bonded over that and then middle school time um we just kind of grew apart because just you know life happens and um my so i stopped really uh like talking with her about it I guess and since we just grew apart but my mom was also watching wrestling and I remember I can't remember what pay-per-view it was but Kane and Randy Orton had a match and Randy Orton ended up beating Kane and my mom got so pissed off at it and she was like this is ridiculous this would never happen Kane is so much bigger than him I'm never ordering another pay-per-view again and she didn't. That was the last pay-per-view that I remember that she bought. And um, at that time, it you know, my sister had moved out. So it was just me at home. And it just wasn't really as fun anymore just, you know, watching it by yourself. Because you could, I had nobody to share that excitement with because none of my other friends at that age liked wrestling. So um, I just kind of slowly got out of it myself, um, just because, like I said, I didn't really have anybody to bond with it over and, you know, share the excitement with it, so I just kind of stopped watching. Yeah, it seems like how a lot of people got out of it. I mean, for me, I got into wrestling as a kid, you know, because of yeah. the hype. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everyone in elementary school watched <laughs> wrestling. I mean, it, it, there was no other option. You know, that was the cool thing to do. People would go around doing the suck it yeah. and, you know, you all have, that kind of... You have pictures. I still do it, yeah. I have pictures. <laughs> well, yeah, you have pictures, what, like, between, I think, like, around eight years old, like, with, you know, Mr. doing Mr. Sacco and yeah. doing the suck it with I you literally, I literally used to put the sock in my pants, <laughs> take it out, and put it in my cousin's mouth. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know, I remember, like, it's either you were a Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. fan or a Rock Mm-hmm. I liked both of them growing up, but that actually yeah. wasn't my favorite. I was DX all the way. My favorite wrestler was X-Pac. Second favorite wrestler was Triple H, but I was big, big DX fan. And um, I remember, like, it just felt so real. Like, I thought these characters were real. Yeah. Like, I thought Kane literally <laughs> was The Undertaker's brother. I thought, he was, I thought he was really burnt <laughs> underneath the mask. I thought Undertaker was the most evil guy in the world like i remember like i know it's a it was a really tragic event but um back when owen hart you know had his miss you know the unfortunate passing Mm -hmm. one of my friends said that oh it was the undertaker he cut the cord and me and my friends believed that that. like we thought he was (laughs) you know this really evil guy because that was back when he was doing the ministry of darkness thing yeah my favorite thing of all time was you know when they were battling the union and i thought that was such a great rivalry and all and um, as time went by, you know, anyone who grew up watching wrestling in the Attitude Era, you know, in the in early 2000s, things kind of started to change. You know, The Rock, mm-hmm. he started, he went to Hollywood, Stone Cold, you know, he was cutting down, I'm assuming, because the, the neck, neck injuries, the neck yeah. and the knees. Mick Foley wasn't wrestling anymore. I believe, you know, Triple H, I think that's around when Triple H got hurt. The whole DX thing was no more. And then they started bringing in these WCW guys to Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. Fantastic wrestlers. But as a kid, I wasn't into the wrestling. I was into the characters. Mm-hmm. Benoit and you know, Eddie Guerrero weren't you know gimmicky. And like that's what I liked. I loved the Undertaker gimmick and the whole DX and the beer drinking Stone Cold Steve Austin. I didn't like these plain wrestlers. I mean, they were good. But like I said, as a kid, that, that wasn't what I wanted. And at the same time, you know... I got really big into football and baseball and all my friends, you know, stopped watching wrestling. So I just kind of faded away from it. I mean, the last thing I remember was Triple H winning the Royal Rumble in 2002. And I don't remember anything after that. I don't remember if, you know, because I knew um, Brock Lesnar. I think he debuted in like 2003. I don't remember if I was still watching that. I don't remember him. And it, it's unfortunate because a lot of good things happened. And, you know, after I stopped watching it, and you know, I did miss a lot. But yeah, you know, you I just I just honestly grew out of it and then um as far as like us getting back into it, I'll talk about me first since it kinda links together, <laughs> you know, and but I, I honestly started missing WWE. I would get on YouTube and watch old matches from back in the day and yeah. I remember thinking like how <laughs> cool it would be if WWE had like a box set of like all the all the <laughs> former you know, old ex you know old episodes of Raw and smacked and i was like hey and i would love for something like that like the wwe network would have been perfect for me back then because i would have been able to watch all the old you know episodes of raw and the old pay-per-views so um one day i was just watching tv couldn't find anything good on smackdown was on and i remember it was a match with matt hardy and someone else i don't remember who and i remember thinking oh cool you know matt hardy so i watched a few minutes of it stopped watching it and you know that was kind of it for a few months and then one day I turned on the TV again and, you know, Monday Night Raw's on. John Cena's out, you know, on the ramp. The Nexus are in the ring. J- 
John Cena's, you know, he, he said, you know, he's telling the Nexus he has a team, you know, he's challenging them at SummerSlam. He starts bringing out these people. He brings out John Morrison, or truth the great Kali, and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. And then here comes Chris Jericho. Here comes Edge, and I remember <laughs> being like, oh, cool, you know, I grew up watching them. And then after that, Bret Hart. When Bret Hart came out, I jumped off that chair. I was really <laughs> excited to see Bret Hart. I mean, who did not like Bret Hart back in the 90s? He was, like, the coolest thing, best in the world. Um, so, yeah, so then I just got invested into that storyline because of that. And that's the thing. People get really upset and irritated when, you know, wrestlers from the past come back. But the thing is, that's what, you know, brings back older fans. And then they get invested into, you know, the current wrestlers. Like, I ended up becoming, like, a really big fan of Randy Orton and John Morrison, and I just stuck, stuck with it. Like, I heard a story about a, a guy who started watching wrestling again because The Rock came back. And then he ended up, you know, staying, you know, watching wrestling, you know, and the product even after The Rock left because he was a big fan of CM Punk. These former, you know, wrestlers, you know, from, you know, the Attitude there, they bring back old fans. And then, you know, the old fans, you know, get, you know, introduced to the current roster, and then they, you know start you know getting interested in them and they stay so i just got really invested into that whole storyline and like i said i just i just started liking a lot of the current wrestlers and then i just got kept you know i started watching raw every week and then you know once you know i started watching smackdown and you know etc that's how i got back into it what about you um so i got back into it when you and i met um almost what eight years ago and, um, I remember, I think it was, uh, I mean, I guess we were officially dating and we were hanging out at my house, uh, you know, we were looking for something to watch and it was either Raw or Smackdown, more than likely Raw, I think, and I think you had asked, like, oh, like, you know, do you mind if, you know, if we watch this? And I was like, holy crap, like, yeah, like, I haven't seen this in years and because I didn't watch wrestling at all, like, all throughout high school and you know, after high school and, you know, really late middle school, because that's when I, I had slowly gotten out of it, like, at the beginning of middle school, so, like, sixth grade, and, um, so I remember you had put it on, and we were watching it, and I was, oh, you know, is so-and-so still wrestling? No. What, what about, what about Rey Mysterio? No. And I'm like, what the heck? And all, you know, this, it was like a whole new roster that I had to relearn, and it just wasn't the same, because, you know, like you mentioned, I was watching wrestling when I was younger, so I grew up in the Attitude Era. You know, I was used to seeing Stone Cold come out with his beer cans and, you know, Kurt Angle coming out with his milk truck and, <laughs> you know, the whole feud between Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. And, you know, now it's we have a whole different generation. And, you know, I it's because you see a lot of children, you know, watching wrestling that are in, this, in the crowd and more than likely, their parents that are there with them, they watch wrestling when they were younger or, you know, growing up. And, you know, they want to experience, you know, show their kids like, hey, you know, this is awesome. Watch this. But at the same time, it's not as appropriate as it was back then. You know, times have changed. You know, they're not going to have, you know, Stone Cold coming out, you know, flicking all the crowd, you know, the whole crowd <laughs> off when, <laughs> most, <laughs> when most of the crowd is kids, you know, so they kind of watered things down, which is very you unfortunate. Flick off the kids, who cares? <laughs> what Batista did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just, you know, I basically just got back into it 
because of you because you had it on every monday and every, every i think it was a friday yeah it was friday at the time yeah for, for smackdown. smackdown and i remember initially we had to uh bootleg the pay-per-views on your computer because yeah. this was prior uh the wwe network and you know pay-per-views were just outrageously expensive so but we always found a way to just watch them for free on your computer and just now i'm not as in the thanks wrestling. for telling everyone we were doing stuff. <laughs> hopefully no fbi agents are watching this right now um but i'm not as into wrestling as you are i mean i watch it here and there i kind of keep up with it for the most part i enjoy watching it um but i mostly just have like my select few wrestlers that i keep focus on and who's your favorite wrestler male or female both um i don't do you have a favorite male i don't know (laughs) i don't know um i mean all-time favorite it ain't john cena no um (laughs) my all-time favorite is stone cold all all all-time favorite currently uh mm, i'm more into the women's division but i'd probably have to say seth rollins um, I feel like he's definitely came a long way with his character and how he's evolved. You hated him as a heel. I did. Um, I did. I loved it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of wrestlers that I initially did not like. Um, that so, I liked first. Yeah, and I slowly warmed up to them. Sasha Banks being one of them. She's probably my second favorite female wrestler at the moment. Yeah, she's my for, second favorite, too. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Well, who's your number one female? You didn't say that. Because I don't... (laughs) Probably somewhere between Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. Ah, so yeah. I thought thought Alexa was your clear-cut favorite. No, so they... She she thinks she's the goddess, but she's not the real goddess. Yes, she is. Nah. Um, They both have very different in-ring styles. Becky is more badass and, you know... Alexa is very, very good in the ring. She is extremely good on the mic as well. So is Becky Lynch. Um, but Alexa is more, I'm a hardcore badass princess kind of yeah. thing. Um, so they're kind of different in a way, but I can't really pick and choose just because they are so different. Um, and definitely Sasha's a hard number two. She's Yeah, I think she's got the best gimmick out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, for Especially sure. Especially as a heel. Yes, yeah, she's... Her, if she was a heel, she would be the best. All yeah, around, yeah. Her her gimmick that she has, her character, she's fine as face, but it just doesn't fit well. It's <laughs> she. It's like she needs to be a heel. You can't have like a boss being nice and you know. So hopefully she returns sometime in the near future, and hopefully she she's goes back after Becky. to her and hopefully to her NXT days because that. When she was in NXT, it was that was like her best time in my yeah. opinion. I'm um I messed with I, like I missed the whole few with her and Charlotte and NXT and she used to mock her with the woo and the dance <laughs> and all that. I remember Sasha before she was even the boss. I thought that was, you know, she was just another female on the roster. You know, who would have known? Yeah. So um, what was some of your like most memorable moments like ever since getting back into wrestling? Um, I remember you and I were watching one day, and I don't remember... Paige turning on AJ? 
Yeah. That was a big moment for me. You were, I think you were mad because you liked AJ. It was funny because I liked AJ and you hated her. And then as <laughs> I started kind of becoming team Paige, you sort of like an AJ. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there. I mean, there was definitely a lot of wrestlers that I initially didn't like just because of the first impression. Like, I didn't like Sasha Banks at first. I didn't like AJ Lee at first. AJ Lee. When are you gonna start liking Ember Moon? I never said I didn't like her. I just said I like other wrestlers better than her. She is a very good wrestler. I'll give her that, and she has a very good character. Yeah. Um, but I remember we were watching something, um, I, I don't remember what it was, and Rey Mysterio came back, and I just remember that feeling that I had that when his music hit, and I was just, like, frozen, and I just started bawling, because I was just so happy that he was back, and, I mean, it happens all the time, he comes back for a little bit, and he gets hurt, he recovers, he come, tries to come back, gets hurt, and it's like an ongoing thing, He's not like he used to be, unfortunately. I mean, it happens, life happens, age happens, but it is what it is. He is still one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Definitely hard number two for him. Yeah, I think he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt again, actually. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, he <laughs> gets hurt new. too much. I know. Can't, he, should, he should retire. <laughs> it's because he tries to do all the same stuff that he did. It seems like it's only with WWE. He's, I don't think he had any injuries because, you know, when he left WWE, I think it's just he, they make him wrestle too much. Yeah, maybe. You know, tell our listeners how um, you spoiled uh, Undertaker losing uh, his streak. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we were watching the pay-per-view, and I was on my phone. I was, like, scrolling through Facebook, and, again, this was pre-WWE Network No, news. that was the network. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was, because we were watching it, and because the network kept, like, you know, remember how Which, it, okay, it kept glitching okay. and freezing, so yeah, it, we it, were, yeah, it so, put us behind. Yeah, so technically we weren't 100% up to speed with it it was like a f- yeah that was the first pay-per-view the, oh, that on the yeah. network i remember it had so many issues when the network first happened just it had issues for not- like two years yeah, yeah it, did. it still has issues um, uh, actually not really but um but yeah so i was scrolling through facebook and my good friend's husband who doesn't even watch wrestling mind you for whatever reason, that pay-per-view, they decided, hey, I'm going to order this $70 pay-per-view and watch it and post about it on Facebook. So I'm scrolling through Facebook, and all of a sudden I see he had posted something like, wow, like Brock Lesnar you know, beat the Undertaker's streak, and I was just like, what? And I had like said it out loud, and Jake was like, what? And it just like blurted out. I was like, Brock wins, and he's like, no, he doesn't. I was like, no, like... I, I think he wins, and, like, a few seconds later, it happened, and we were just, like, stunned. The look on everyone's face, I that know, was funny. I know, that was, that it, was it a huge moment. It sucked at that, it was a horrible match, though. I you just, know, I just wish, like, they would have ended the Undertaker's streak when he was completely finished wrestling. Yeah. Like, well, I don't think they knew when he was gonna retire, so it's like, you know, it's doing now. Oh, everybody. They should have been to, a full-time upcoming wrestler like i really wanted to be bray wyatt because yeah. bray wyatt had had you know he kind of was like the this generation's undertaker yeah i love the new bray wyatt and i'm excited to see this see him come back yeah that clown too. mask on and all yeah hopefully they don't screw it up again yeah it's just like it it just didn't and it still doesn't make sense to me that they would have the undertaker streak be ended because you would think you know 
what was it, 22 WrestleManias or I think it was something like that. 21 or 22 WrestleManias. He was 21 and 0. 21 and 0. And for 21 years, 21 years, he... Technically 22 because he missed one WrestleMania. Oh, well, okay, well, it doesn't <laughs> ma- count that yeah, he didn't wrestle. Yeah, I know you're getting that. But for 21 years, he won every single pay-per-view, and then all of a sudden he gets defeated, and it's like, okay, like, wow, his 21-year streak has ended. You would think he's also ended because he finally lost. Yeah, he got nothing to fight for him. Yeah, and, I mean, there was, you know, that whole thing where he put his gloves and his hat in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that was Roman Reigns. Yeah, and you you just think, like, okay, like, he's finally finished, but it's not. He keeps, like, coming back, and it's... You know, I think he wants to be finished. You know, when he you, needs when you to. get millions of dollars thrown at you, it's kind of hard to say no. I think this WrestleMania he'll be finished. I hope he, so. He'll be it's like just, fifty-five. It's just getting painful old. to watch him anymore. Yeah, I mean, he still sometimes puts together good matches. It just depends on who he's, you know, competing against. He can't have a good match against other older guys like Goldberg. He needs <laughs> people that can uh, carry the match for him. Yeah. Like I think I want him and AJ Styles. Like, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, even, like, I know you don't really watch NXT, but, you know, if he fought, like, Adam Cole, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. So, you don't, uh, well, can I talk about the whole SummerSlam, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte? Another match you spoiled for me? (laughs) Sure. So, back in, I think it was 2016, when, uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks were rivaling, once again, the network was having issues, and so she gets on her phone I mean, and starts watching. So phone. she was like a good minute ahead of me because I was watching on TV, and I said, "Do not spoil it for me," because she's like, "Oh no, no!" And I'm like, "I'm like, <laughs> shut it. up, like stop spoiling it for me." So then, once you know, because I, I look over there, she's crying. So right then and there, I knew Sasha lost, and I was mad. Like I stopped watching. I was so I stopped watching the pay per view. Yeah. Like I, I, that's SummerSlam. That's my favorite all time pay per view, and. Boom! I like second match of the night. I just turned it off and stopped watching it. I turned it on when I knew AJ Styles was fighting John Cena, but then that was that was it. But I was so mad. So talk about uh, AJ Lee and Caitlyn. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, AJ Lee and Caitlyn. I loved Caitlyn. I mean, she was a great wrestler. I was really happy with her title run. But then you know, AJ Lee started getting popular. And I loved. I loved the whole crazy chick kind of thing. And I. For a while, she really wasn't wrestling. She was just yeah. kind of the manager of Daniel Bryan. Bryan and she had a Dol- match here and there. Dolph Ziggler. They slowly introduced her a little bit because I remember she had that, you know, the one match. I forgot who she um, fought against. And uh, she had Daniel Bryan kind of, you know, uh, coaching her. And when he came, after the match, she gets on the turnbuckle and started yelling yes. And all. <laughs> She's just sitting there smiling. <laughs> But yeah, when she finally got put in that feud with Caitlyn and beat Caitlyn for the Divas title, I was so happy. But you weren't, because that's when you were Team Caitlyn. Yeah, I, didn't, I did not like AJ you, Lee at I was all. watching it on the computer, and you slammed the computer shut when and AJ did won. that little pout walk, <laughs> stomping your feet outside the door. And you were even more I was mad cause I, cause because it, that was when we were bootlegging it. Yeah, and you, you, you don't and know I had how long ha- it took me to get Yeah, it was hard to find a good feed, and then I had a redo it and all but yeah so do you, you don't really pay attention to nxt that much do you oh uh, no you really. still haven't watched io shirai and uh shana baszler match no that I've was seen, so good i've seen clips of it that was so good i'm trying to get you into eo but yeah like uh you need to start watching some nxt a little more yeah 
what's uh, what's another great moment we've had at WrestleMania? Because I know you weren't really a big Ronda Rousey fan. No, so when she not had her at match. all. And I'm still not. Yeah. Sorry, but not sorry. I like her. I just got. I kind of wish she was part time. I think her being on TV so much kind of you know, lost the value and star power kind of like thing. Like to me, it's just obviously WWE's gonna book the crap out of her, and I feel like oh, it yeah. took away from a lot of other wrestlers, especially because it took away, you know, from Sasha. Even though her mm-hmm. and Sasha actually had a good match at Royal Rumble, I'm actually kind of hoping that uh, Ronda comes back and fights um, Becky at. SummerSlam, because my prediction is Shayna Baszler will lose that NXT title at that takeover right before that, and then her and you know the other two girls, Justin Duke and Marina Shafir, something like I can never pronounce her name, <laughs> but I hope they all three debut and cost Becky the match, and then you know that sets up the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match. I hope I hope not at the next pay per view. I think that's a crappy one, but like at the if they do another Evolution, I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah. And then Becky can win it back. The main reason why I... I mean, I never watched UFC to begin with. I know Ronda Rousey was extremely popular. I actually watched UFC just for her. Yeah, you did. And I it remember. Was nice. It was a nice 20-second match. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, the main reason why... And this really isn't anything personally against her. I know she is a extremely talented athlete. I know she is very, very good... In the ring, especially with UFC. You know, WWE, she eh, can use a little bit more work. I think they pushed her a little bit too quickly, too soon. Too much too soon. Um, but She learned pretty quickly, though, give yeah, her that. She, she did, but it was, it was mostly just the fact that she came to the WWE and... She had... She learned more in a year than, like, Eva Marie learned in, like, five years. (laughs) But, no, not that. It was the fact that she came to the WWE. She had, what, not even, like, a full match, I don't think. And she won the women's title. And... And you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't really... I didn't... What do you mean, a full match? Like, her... Like, a one-on-one match, because I know she... It was her versus Alexa, I think, at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, it was more of a squash match. I think she won, like, in two minutes or something like that. Yeah, and it just really made me sad, because you have all of these talented women that deserve opportunities on the roster already, and then you bring in an outsider and give them the biggest push you could possibly give a superstar, give them the title, do this, do that... And I understand it's because she's going to bring in ratings, she's going to bring in money, but it shouldn't really be about that. It shouldn't be... Even though it really didn't bring in ratings, WWE struggled. They, they've been at an all-time low for a while. With Ronda Rousey? I, well, right now it's actually worse, but... I'm saying I, when Ronda Rousey came yeah, to WWE. Yeah, I don't think WWE. it did that much of an impact on what they thought it was going to do. Well, I don't know if it was her. I mean, maybe she sat down with Vince McMahon and was like, hey, if you want me to come wrestle for you, this is what I want. But at the same time, a lot of the time, superstars don't have a say in what happens. I mean, they can definitely, when they're negotiating their contract, they can say, this is what I want. I don't know if that was the case for her, but it, again, it just... I think regardless, they were going to book her strong anyway, because you can't bring Ronda Rousey in and she just be another female on the roster. She's too popular for that. Yeah. But it's just, like I said, it just made me sad because I just, I feel like how she held the title, there's just so many more deserving women of that title 
than just her. Now, I had no problem with her coming to WWE. It's just, like I said, how much they pushed her and shoved her in everybody's face and made her the face of the women's division, and she had no prior WWE wrestling experience. Now, WWE and UFC are two completely different things. UFC is actual fighting and, you know, this and that. WWE, it's more... I don't... It's not per se scripted, but you know, they know what's going to happen. They know who's going to win. They plan everything out for the most part of the moves that they're going to do. They communicate with each other in the ring. It's a different style of fighting and wrestling. Yeah, unlike UFC, you're not going to like, hey, I'm going to give you a Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to put you in Be the armbar. <laughs> it's not like that. So, I mean, it really takes a lot of skill to learn WWE style wrestling because you have to be safe in the ring. I mean, yes, you know, I don't like saying WWE is fake because it's what, fixed. It, yeah, it's that's fixed. that's a good word to say because they very much get hurt and break bones and tear muscles and do this and that. And that get put through thumbtack. <laughs> that all. yeah. That part is all true, but the stuff that they are doing is fixed, and they know what is going to happen, just sometimes mistakes happen, so you have to be safe in the ring so you don't actually yeah. injure anybody. When the Bellas came back, they were hurting everyone. I think I it was Liv Morgan kicked her right in the face. I was like, you could better go back to your reality show. Get out of here. <laughs> like, I, I, and I think they hurt someone else, too. I remember the match with um, Sasha and Charlotte, and Charlotte... Charlotte Almost like killed Sasha a couple times. Was it times. when Sasha was bleeding out of her nose or something like that? And I think it the might have been that match. But, match. Um, I remember Charlotte was trying to get Sasha up on the turnbuckle and ended up like flipping her over like right on Sasha's neck. Uh, so that was SummerSlam. That was I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, someone's about to die. I thought she was about to die when she fought Oscar. <laughs> oh yeah, when I she, have. When she did the suicide like, mm-hmm. dive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how if that was botched or if that was kind of like supposed to happen. That to me I, that was too dangerous to yeah. plan on doing. I don't know what they were doing there, but yeah, like it, it was. It's just like you know, it's more real than what people give it credit for. At the end yeah. of the day, like especially like you know, like you know, my family, like like my mom and all, would make comments. Oh, wrestling, it's fake. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. how about you uh have a <laughs> you know the big and... <laughs> show jump on you or something like that, yeah. you know. It, it it can hurt like I've seen like when the Undertaker fought on um, Triple H at WrestleMania twenty eight and Triple H was beating him with the chair. Undertaker's back was red and purple. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You, you can know. definitely and you know with um the thumb the whole thumbtacks thing. Yeah, that's real. obviously see, that's like, real. Yeah, I, I, last time we saw that was Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. They don't really do that kind of stuff that yeah. much anymore. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was little, I one hundred percent thought wrestling was comp like absolutely 100% real, not fixed, not nothing, and, um, I remember, uh, a wrestler would be bleeding, and they would have, like, a perfect, like, slash, like, on their forehead, and it would just so happen they would go out of the ring, go under the mat, and then come back in, and that's when they would have that cut, and I would be like, oh my gosh, mom, like, look, he's winning, she's like, it's, it's fake, they did that to themselves, I'm like, what do you mean they did that to themselves, no, usually they get, like, a blade, and yeah, yeah, and I forgot who it was, but you can actually, there was a match where you can actually see that, where they, the, I, I forgot who it was, but he, um, like, bashed his head into the, um, uh, the pole or whatever, and, 
Was if it you recent? Look, no, this was a while ago. But if you look closely, the ref like if you watch the referee hands him That wasn't Brock Lesnar and uh Roman Reigns at thirty one. I remember Brock Lesnar did been... get he got hit head first into the thing and you you could see like he had uh, well they showed a video someone like saw the referee hand in it. Yeah, it, it might have been that and you can like see it was like in between his fingers, so when he like hit his head into the pole, it, his hand was there but it cut his head. And, um, I remember, um, being, I think I was, like, six, um, with my, uh, friend at the time, her mom had taken us to a Monday Night Raw, and, um, Rey Mysterio was wrestling, and I think either he was wrestling the Big Show, or the Big Show came out and attacked him, and I was so upset, I was, like, yelling at the top of my lungs, leave him alone, because I thought he was, like, actually, like, hurting him, like, I mean, he was just tossing him around like a rag doll, and... Um, I mean, yeah, I thought it was, you know, nothing was fixed or anything. And then as I got older, I was like, okay, like, you can definitely tell <laughs> some of the stuff is, you know, just planned. It is, it is nice when they sometimes kind of, like, let them do what they want, like, yeah. with the promos, like CM Punk and that pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, when it's, when it's actually real, you know, the fans can tell and just makes everything better. Like, especially, like, I know a lot of people didn't like this, but when, uh, Charlotte and Paige arrival and then Paige brought up, you know, oh, her, yeah, Charlotte's brother. Her brother that passed, yeah. And it was like, I get it, but it's like, it's like that make I, I like bad blood you like you know even if it's you know a little bit kind of controversy like i like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know as uh, you know I, I understand there's some stuff that they should definitely you know not do and say like but like stuff like that you know i mean i know it's gonna rub people the wrong way but they, yeah. they, they used to do stuff like that all the time back mm-hmm. in the 90s when people you know people say oh you know yeah i missed the you know the attitude there and you know i, I miss how controversial they used to do and when they do it now people it's, cry everybody gets butthurt people are crying everybody's so sensitive and gets offended by every little yeah, thing like, these days and kevin owens stomped on the united states title people were crying about that it's like really yeah yeah but we do live in a very different time and you know you know it's harder to do stuff like that unfortunately yeah but it is what it is. I mean, and like I said, that's why the WWE has evolved to how it is now because they know how people are these days. You know, they they don't want to do things that could potentially drive people away from wrestling because, A, they're hurting with their ratings as it is, so they don't want to do anything anymore to bring their ratings down even farther, so they kind of have to really watch what they have the wrestlers say and do and, you know, to not offend anybody and to not have people just stop watching because, you know, they get offended. Yeah, that is true. So I'm going to end this with a question for you. With For me? Yeah. Okay. And then I guess you can ask me the same. Okay. What is your favorite all-time match? Ooh. Um... Ooh. Probably, probably, uh, Sasha and Bailey NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Um, and I know that that's Sasha's all-time favorite match, but the chemistry that Sasha and Bailey have in the ring, you can't beat that with any other no. two wrestlers. And they've even both had said on different interviews, they really don't even have to rehearse or, you know, train, like, their matches together because they just automatically know what each other is thinking in the ring. Yeah. So it just flows so well. Um, 
yeah, that's that's probably my favorite, my all-time favorite match. And then when Sasha and Charlotte did um, the no disqualification match on the Monday Night Raw and Sasha um, won the title from Charlotte and they were, when uh, Sasha and Charlotte were up in the stands. False count anywhere match. Was it false count anywhere? Yeah, what did I say? No disqualification. No disqual- <laughs> I mean, technically it was no disqualification. Well, same thing. Um, but yes, yeah, Sasha and Charlotte were up in the stands and um, Sasha did the bank statement to Charlotte over the rail. The rail yeah. That was... That was awesome. She was like sitting on the one fan at the end. I know. Of the guy. I, was, like, <laughs> I know he was like loving like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are probably two. But really, any match between Sasha, Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte. Any match Sasha does is great. Yeah, it, but it's she, a, but it depends on who she's fighting. She's with. had good matches with Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, Alexa Bliss, Asuka. Like you don't see but, her have bad matches. But all of those matches with all of those wrestlers, those are very good wrestlers. If she, if Eva Marie were to come back and fight <laughs> Sasha Banks, that would be a terrible match. Eva yeah. Marie is not up to Sasha's level. All of those other wrestlers. All she does is blow your kisses. <laughs> all of those other wrestlers, Alexa, um, even Ember Moon. Um, oh, I would love to see Sasha. That would be Ember. that would be a good match. Uh, Charlotte, Becky, they're all on the same level. So no matter, it could be any match at all, and it would just be a good match because all of them just flow so well together in the ring, and they just. It's not, like, it doesn't look like it's fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there are some matches that I've seen where you can just tell they rehearse it, and it looks like they're, like, dancing. Like, they rehearse the dance. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't look right. But with them, it's just, everything just goes together so perfectly. So, what about you? For me, uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa at uh, NXT TakeOver uh, New Orleans. That match was like a 40-minute match, and it was good from top to bottom. Usually long matches, there's that period of time when it's kind of boring. That was intense from top to bottom. I mean, you know, Ciampa's eye was all swollen. and It's just like Bailey and uh, Sasha. They're They're, best friends. They have that chemistry, and they have that trust. And it just, like, it was just the best atmosphere. Like, you had, like, you know, at the time, Tommaso Ciampa didn't even have ring music when he came out, but it was the fans booing the crap out of him, (laughs) and... They were yelling F U Champa, mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna say no, but you get the point. It was just so good. And then that moment at the end when he finally beat him and you know Candice LeRae came out and they had that moment, that was just awesome. I mean, the fact that it had, you know, a great match all the way through, then it had that feel good, happy moment to end the the takeover, that was just amazing. And like I said, that was a match that felt real because, you know, you saw his eyes swollen. That was that wasn't even wrestling, that was a fight. And like I like after that match was over, I had to sit down and kind of take a breather. I was <laughs> I was, it was just so intense for me. Like it was like I just ran a mile. Like I've never felt like that after a match. Yeah, some matches will do that because it's just one thing happens after another, and you're like you just can't believe it, and you're just like how can this match get any better? And then something else happens, and you're like just holy crap. And I remember watching when um, Alexa turned heel in back in NXT with uh, Blake and Murphy, and that was that was pretty good too. That was a good match with them. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of great matches. Most of them are actually on TakeOver, which you don't, you need to start watching more. I, yeah, they... I, I used to watch TakeOver, or not TakeOver, um, NXT, um, more when, like, Sasha, Becky, and, yeah, and you know, that when they period. were, yeah, during, but once, you know, most of, like, the main women came up from NXT to the main roster, you know, Paige, you know, I was, like, why do I need to watch NXT anywhere? But there's still a lot of good people in NXT, and there's still a lot of women that I'm still waiting to come up from NXT. Like, I'm waiting like for Aaliyah. I would love to see her <laughs> in the main roster. I like her. I think she has she's a lot of potential. She's stuck there forever. I mean, I, know. Uh, I don't I think know. she has potential. She's been there for a long time. I know. Though. She's, like, the longest, you know, reigning person on the roster. But, yeah, that the women's roster in NXT is freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just waiting for... um. My prediction is Dakota Kai comes back and beats Baszler. She's been teasing coming back. Because I know Candice LeRae and uh, Io are going to start feuding. So, I mean, I don't see anyone else challenging her. Unless they have Bianca Belair go back to feuding with her. But I doubt that. I think she comes up to the main roster soon. Yeah, I can see her coming up soon. The only, the only thing is her husband's just won the tag team title. And they seem like the, and they're married. WWE doesn't like to separate married couples. I, I don't know if you noticed when Aleister Black went back to SmackDown, so did Selena Vega and uh, Andrade. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like a rule Vince McMahon has with uh, he he won't separate a married couple. That's which nice. Which it's nice, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, you definitely need to start checking out more of that. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that ends our, you know, episode. Uh, Thank you so much for joining. I'm sure you'll be on a future episode down the road. Hopefully. Thanks for having me. Alrighty, and thank you all for listening. Make sure you check out all my other uh, episodes of O-Face Wrestling, and you all have a great day. Bye.